The Perfect Ten with Steve Allen, voice of the NRL and six-time radio award winner. Yeah, welcome. Thanks for joining us on The Perfect Ten. Recently, the Legends of League was held on the New South Wales Central Coast, raising money for a fantastic cause, the Mark Hughes Foundation. I caught up with three players. Chris Hyington, who played over 300 matches and won two premierships with the West Tigers in 2005 and Cronulla in 2016. I also caught up with Big Dell, Wendell Saylor, who won three premierships in his illustrious career and was a dual international. First up, though, Steve Beaver Menzies. What a career. He pulled on the boots over 500 times in his first grade career and finished on 349 in the NRL alongside Terry Lamb. But Beaver wants an investigation, with a record now showing that Terry Lamb played 350. Well, they found one. He didn't play one. Well, they found one, but that's obviously he played it, so that's um, fair enough. Yeah, that's right. They counted that he came off the bench. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I'm sure you know, in the, they didn't have TVs back then or it was just on the radio. I think they listened to Frank Hyde and they obviously called him on the bench and that, that's where they got it from. Is there a mantra or motto that Steve Menzies lives by? Enjoy it. Yeah, you know, you've got to have fun whatever you're doing, whether it's you know, sand hills or playing golf. It's, um, you've, got to, you've got to make it enjoyable. As a junior rugby league player, who was your most influential coach? Bob Fulton. Yeah, he had a little bit to do with uh, the under-17s rep side I was in. And, um, yeah, he, yeah, obviously he was my first first grade coach, gave me a start. So, he, yeah, he definitely had a, a big uh, influence on you know, the way I played and allowing me to, to flourish in, in that style of, of, of football. Did you have role models on the Northern Beaches? Yeah, my two favourite players were Gray Meady and Johnny Gibbs. I used to go and watch them down Brookie Oval. I uh, had a, a Wormall jersey with the number one, Wombat's number one on the back. So um, they were the two childhood heroes. Four-time Premiership winner. Doesn't get much better, does it? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah he was a legend. For boys and girls that are playing rugby league yep. at the moment and want to aspire to the highest level, what's a couple of tips from Steve Menzies? Just enjoy playing the game. You know, I still love playing the game. I still miss playing the game. And you know, for me, I, I played because I loved it. It wasn't about you know the money or anything else. It's I, I would have played for nothing. It's um, you know it was good getting paid, being professional. But you need to love it. If if you don't love it, then you can be the best junior in the competition in Australia. And you know I don't think you'll be successful because you, know, you need to love it all. You need to love the on-field stuff, the training, the the off-field stuff. You just need just love the game, and and the, and the rest will fall into place. What would you say about the Legends of League in its second year? There's something organic and magical about what's about to happen on the Central Coast. Yeah, I think it's a great concept. You know, I was involved a couple of years back when it's, the idea was tossed around and it's great as much as it's great for the players to get back and be in that atmosphere and, uh, and being back on the field. I think it's great for the supporters. With the great Wendell Saylor, three-time Premiership winner, 97, 98 and the year 2000. Great to see you, Dell. What about as a young man, who was the most influential coach for you? Coming through country football, I suppose um, Greg Steindl was one of my first sort of coaches through junior and then senior, and I played first grade when I was 16. But he was a guy who sort of uh, helped me out a little bit and made me back myself a little bit. So I've obviously backed myself over the years, a bit more than people would like, I think, sometimes. When did you first realise you had this incredible athletic ability? Was it in track and field? Was it rugby yeah. league first? Yeah, I was more. I was actually uh, more athletics in rugby league. So athletics was my first sort of real love. So it's one, two hundred, four hundred, and I actually grew up in Mackay um, doing it with Kathy Freeman. But obviously she was next level. So Kathy was next level, and she went to Melbourne, I think. Um, but yeah, about fifteen, sixteen, I sort of I was more an athlete, 
and rugby league wasn't wasn't natural for me. You know, I was more of, more an athlete playing rugby league. Were you a Queensland track and field champion? No, no, I went to um, QE2 a few times um, for Central Queensland and North Queensland, but never actually won anything uh, at state level. What about role models when you were younger? Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, watching a guy like Gene Miles, I, you know, everyone loved Wally Lewis, and I've always been a bit different, so everyone loved uh, Wally Lewis, but I love Gene Miles because he's big, strong, skillful, he's from North Queensland. He was a guy that I looked up to, and then, you know, when you... Look at the athletics and that growing up and that. For me, uh, watching a guy like Carl Lewis and um, Daly Thompson. Just back to Gene, probably the best offload in the business. Unbelievable. I don't think he got enough credit because everyone talks about Mel Meninga, but Gene Miles, whether he was in the centres or whether he was in the back row, that big uh, you know, right, right arm, you know, just he was a good basketball player too. I think he could have played for the Bullets. I think I remember at Rugby League Week wrote an article about him. So for me, um, and you know, he's a guy that's always been very supportive of me. Even through a tough time, so yeah, I'm big, massive. I'm a massive Gene Miles fan. So Daley Thompson, he was the best all-round athlete in the world. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, decathlon and that. I was actually lucky enough to meet uh, Linford Christie in an off-season over there um, in London, and uh, that was an absolute um, joy just to see just the build of someone like Linford Christie. But Daley Thompson, he was like he was an absolute goat. A lot of people have got advice. Who did you listen to the most throughout your illustrious career? Oh, I've got to say Wayne Bennett. I think for me, Wayne, Wayne wasn't a real big fan of mine early in the piece. And then I suppose I sort of won him over a little bit. And um, we, we came to a, an understanding where, you know, um, even if I was layering up or showing off and that, as long as I worked hard and backed myself and didn't interrupt the team, he wouldn't mind me being a showman. So he suppose his confidence sort of, you know, helped me be who I am. Young kids coming through now, boys and girls, we've seen women's rugby league explode. What's your advice to them? Just don't forget where you come from. Like, you know, whether it's, you know, in the country or whether you've worked hard in the city or whatever, just and always thank mum and dad. I think my dad passed away in 2001. And I think for me, I, I never sort of forget that now. And I probably didn't get to thank mum and dad enough for what, you know, what I've had through my career. So just, yeah, just respect your family and, um, and, and just don't be afraid to say thank you. Here with a man who played over 300 games, won two premierships along the way with the West Tigers and also Cronulla. Fantastic career. Chris Hyington, also an English international. Just want to start with a mantra or motto that you live by. Yeah, I reckon just, you know, um, make sure you give everything a go. You know, get the most out of your life. I can retire now and know that I've done everything I possibly could through my career to be the best player I could, best person I could be. Yeah, that's what my motto is. As a young man, who was the most influential coach? I was Tim Sheens, so I would have been 20 when I turned up at the West Tigers, and I, I didn't know anything about rugby league until I met Tim Sheens, and he was an amazing. You know, he got me. I played 11 years under Tim Sheens, and he created my career. So, um, and then I had Cliff Lyons at your minor bunnies, who taught me a hell of a lot when I was 17, when he was obviously at the end of his his career with Manly and come and play the minor bunnies and just you know he's aura around the group and you know I was a real shy kid but he he made me speak you know we had a great year I was actually playing in the centers outside him and scored 17 tries or something so yeah I like I'd like to think that he pathwayed my um, journey to the West Tigers and he helped me out um, getting me next contract as well so yeah I'd have to say Tim Sheens and Cliff Lyons. A lot of people would pass on advice who would you listen to the most through your career? Yeah, Tim Sheens. Like I said before, he was amazing. There was Royce Simmons, who was an assistant coach, and obviously my dad. You know, he gave me some great advice. You know, um, as well of just leading by example. You know, he didn't say too much, but um, he always led by example and paved my way of uh, my footy career. 
for young boys and girls that are listening to the podcast, what advice would you give to them now? Have a go. Um, try it out if you, if you like the game. But you've got to love it. You know, it's one of the toughest sports in the world. If, if you don't love it, you don't last very long. That's one thing I've, I've always enjoyed it every year. I've played 16 years in the NRL and I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, it's really hard if you don't love the game um, love what you do. A Legends of League special on the Perfect 10 with Chris Hyington, Steve Beaver Menzies and Wendell Saylor. Probably the perfect way to finish this podcast is with the man himself, Mark Hughes, a two-time premiership winner and of course the man behind the incredible foundation that's raised over $10 million for brain cancer research. Mark joined us recently on Central Coast Radio discussing an amazing trek in Borneo. This audio courtesy of Southern Cross Austereo. We had uh, 37 people uh, from Newcastle, Central Coast, go over and take on the Borneo, uh, where we, we rode our mountain bikes for about 160 kilometres. Then we walked mountains and, and, and jungle for about 150 kilometres. So we covered 300 kilometres. We raised 350,000. And um, most importantly as well, we traced the uh, Sandy Khan Death March. Uh, Australians in the 1940s. 1,700 Australians were prisoners of war and they had to walk uh, this, this um, track and only six of them escaped. The rest died on that track. So it's a, it's a shocking history. So it was great to go and trace all that. I'm almost speechless just hearing you talk about that. We thank all of our service men and women for the job they've done past, present and future. They're just amazing. So we named three more projects this week. We've put $3 million into the Australian Brain Cancer Mission, which we're very proud of. So over the next few years, there's going to be a lot of clinical trials, which gives Australians with no choice and no other options, it gives them hope that they can try these trials and hopefully we can get some success out of those. So we've got a lot of activity on. We're really excited about it and just very grateful of the amazing waves of support that we're getting. Mark Hughes on The Perfect Ten. And the Foundation has some fantastic Christmas gift ideas. Simply jump on the Mark Hughes Foundation website to find out more. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We'll catch you next week. The Perfect Ten.